Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, welcome to the show. This is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist, and your host. And on today's episode, I'm discussing Grandpa's Backyard, Oprah's Lemons, Wonder, and Simplicity. So every year of my life, I keep realizing that wonder may have been the thing that has shaped more of my life than almost anything else. And I have my sweet grandpa to thank more and more the older I get for the impact of the wonder that he gave me. I wish I had video of this man to share with y'all. In my mind's eye, he was the embodiment of wonder. He taught me to look for it mainly in a city-fied backyard that he poured himself into. He had this pond in the backyard, way before ponds were cool to have in your backyard. He dug it out himself. I think he plastered it. I don't know what the material was, but I think he did cement and then plaster over it. He built birdhouses. We had all kinds of vegetables and interesting things that he would grow just to show us, like peanuts and cotton and big giant sunflowers that towered overhead, and peppers and snow peas and strawberries and carrots and eggplant and tomatoes and chives. There were so many things. Now, I know the word placostomus because of my grandpa and his pond, One of my favorite stories that embodies wonder when it comes to him is that he took one of my cousin's little placostomus. Now, that's a little suckerfish that sucks on the side of an aquarium and eats all the algae. Little bitty thing. He must have been maybe two inches, maybe two and a half. And I think my cousin wasn't allowed to have a stinky aquarium anymore. And so we needed to put the placostomus into grandpa's pond. So we did. I don't know in my child's mind how many years went by, but all of a sudden we saw like a sea creature coming up out of this tiny pond, this giant placostomus. Now, I don't know for sure because I was young, but in my mind's eye, his face was about five inches wide. We got to where we could put our hands in the water and he'd come up and kind of suck on our hands and we'd feed him things like bread. He looked like some kind of lost sea monster that would bob up to the surface when we'd come to feed the triple tails and the beautiful fish my grandpa had in this little pond. Another thing he did to show me wonder and PETA wouldn't like it and I wouldn't support doing this at all today 
But as a kid, it was like watching a circus character do things. My grandpa built very specific birdhouses for purple martins. And they like a very specific kind of birdhouse. They like it pointing in a certain direction. They like the little rooms in that birdhouse to be a certain height and a certain width and a certain depth. And he built and painted this beautiful handmade birdhouse. But then the squirrels started taking over. So growing up, I'd watch my grandpa have this whole ecosystem going on in the backyard. And he loved it. He poured himself into it. But he was also sort of at war with it. And it was funny at times. It was confusing at times. He was intense at times. He was silly at times. So I didn't just wonder about all the things that I saw in nature. I was very full of wonder about him. He could make the most amazing silly faces of any adult I've ever met. His lips could do that funny sideways thing where one lip goes up high and the other lip goes down low all sideways. And he could do it in both directions. It was like his face was made out of putty. When he got into a major beef with the squirrels for taking over his Purple Martin birdhouses, he caught them in live traps And then he spray painted their tails, which is a big no-no. No No one ever do that. (laughs) But that's what he did. And that's what I saw as a child. And what happened that year was my grandpa was experimenting. This was before the internet. So before you could just look up and Google any question that you could think possibly think of and get an answer. So he would catch the squirrels, spray paint their tails, and then he would drive them away, but he would notice the distance. So I believe he started by taking them about a mile away and releasing them. And lo and behold, I'm eating one day in the kitchen where we could look out the window and see the backyard. And all of a sudden, everybody sees Grandpa look out the window and go, son of a bitch. And then he runs out the kitchen into the backyard. And then it was on because then he was tasked with catching the squirrels again. And he did. Multiple squirrels came back, and then he took them two miles away, and I believe they came back, and so on and so forth, until he figured out how far away you had to take squirrels before they would not come back to their original habitat. So I wondered, watching Grandpa interact with these squirrels, how he was fighting them, how they would win. Part of what I've been talking a lot lately with clients is that we can't really be in wonder if we're going 100,000 miles an hour in our lives. I haven't read it yet, but someone was sharing with me recently about Oprah's newest book. Not one of her picks, but one that she wrote. What I know for sure. And that she talks about these lemons that someone brought to her home and put in a beautiful bag how it meant so much to her, just that tactile experience, and how since then she keeps a little bag of lemons just like that in her house. When we slow down and practice wonder, and when we use the tool of meditating, we actually start to feel like we're slowing down space and time. And I know that sounds corny and maybe even a little ridiculous, but a lot of you will complain about how quickly the day goes, how years seem to blink by, how time seems like it's going faster. If we pull back and own that, 
with a little bit of ownership. And we slow down internally as practice, yoga, meditating, slowing down to look at lemons the way Oprah received those lemons, the way my grandpa would watch his pond. Then we do slow down. We take in wonder and it refuels and recharges us in ways that rest every night cannot. And this is beyond mental health. This is why I call part of my work soul care. Wonder feeds my soul. And I don't know how to put more words to that other than it's something that I feel. One of my chosen sisters, a very good friend that I've known since I turned 18, she used to say to me, I love doing new things with you. And it is because of my sense of wonder. One of my happiest memories being a Southern Louisiana girl was going to visit my good friend in North Carolina. I was definitely an adult, and I believe it was March, and they had an uncharacteristic late snow. And she woke me up knowing I had never, ever really seen snow. I'd seen some flurries, but I had never really seen snow accumulate on the ground. And she woke me up like a sweet mama might wake somebody up on a birthday. It's something I value so much about that precious relationship of mine, that we can share wonder. And I went outside with her, and I played like I was five years old in the, in the snow. When I see people who are deeply depressed or stuck, what has come up for me for years is they might not know how to wonder. I want you to know that wondering is a tool, and it's inside of you. It's available. You don't have to pay for it. You just have to open up to it and allow it. This episode is inspired by discussions I've had with people after releasing the Explanations for HSP Children episode. And a handful of my clients struggled to form the question, how do you do that, whatever it is you were doing when you were talking to that child? And how do I do that? What these clients are asking me for is that they want this sense of wonder. They're yearning for it. They recognize that it was missing, and they never knew it was missing. When you've heard me say the art form of communication, if you've been an avid listener of the show, this is what I mean, that we are learning a healing language. And a lot of that language comes when we pick up the lens of wonder and curiosity and simplicity. When we look at the world through a child's eyes, when we can see a toddler spot a worm that's just starting to cross the sidewalk, when we can stop with that small child and just allow that observation, allow that interest, allow that small human being to observe a squiggly, squishy, strangely moving, maybe slimy, brown, very different than I am being. We are in wonder. You can learn this art form. It just takes practice. And it's a big part of why I was drawn to podcasting. It's my best shot at helping people integrate the art form of communication that it has taken me learning to be able to heal myself and work with clients over the years. 
And those of you on the seeker's path, don't just use my voice and my teachings to grow. Diversify. Allow yourself to be drawn with wonder to other people that will share what they've learned about being a human being, about being kind to themselves, about being self-loving, about releasing and letting go of trauma, or maybe the wisdom about being silly and carefree and easy. The more that we immerse ourselves in the words, in the energies, in the wisdoms of the mentors, the healers, the teachers, sometimes I think of them as wisdom welders, the more that we give permission to ourselves to learn from the people that resonate with us, we're helping ourselves grow into this unique, healed art form of communication. And all we have to do is open up and wonder. If this feels way too foreign to you, if you feel super blocked to be able to access this, If you experience a lot of depersonalization feelings or disassociation, where you feel disconnected from your body, if you need to as a tool until you can do it for yourself, you can use the idea of me the way that I use the idea of of Maya Angelou as my spiritual mother, Miss Maya Angelou as my spiritual mother. We can channel people. And it really is you. You're not taking anything from me. I know some of you super empaths will go, no, what if you feel that? I can't just take your energy. You're not taking my energy. You're giving yourself a detour from your own consciousness when you get stuck to, hmm, what might Nikki say about this? She might say, wow, look at this worm. And right there in that second, you know how to be with that worm and that child, even if that child is your own inner child. And I am happy to offer you that as a tool to help grow into this new way of moving through the world so that you can have more lightness, more ease, more sparkle in what's interesting in the world and focus on that with a great permission. It's a great balancing tool for some of the darker things in the world that we're forced to deal with as adults. Wonder is an amazing balancer in this way. And you can offer it to yourself right now. I hope there's something in this tiny but hopefully mighty episode for you that just helps your life, your day, make more sense. Helps you be compassionate with yourself, kind, forgiving, easy. If you like what we're doing here and you want an easy, simple way to help support the show and help other people find it, You can help us work the funky iTunes algorithm that nobody really knows how it works by writing a five-star review. That's the best way we found to help work that funky iTunes algorithm and help have Emotional Badass suggested to more and more and more people across the world. I want to give some shout-outs for some iTunes reviews. And just thank you all so much for taking the time, the energy, and the effort to do this. Not, Not for our egos but for the other people that are finding us. I want to thank Hans Corp. They say it felt good listening to you. Thank you. It feels good to be listened to. (laughs) Thank you. Your efforts towards yourself opens the door to help others. 
Yes, it does. That's why I'm so grateful that y'all are out in this world, doing this work, being open to this type of deep, authentic healing and dealing with what is. I want to thank Liz Vale, 428. Aw, she says, I came across your podcast in a time of emotional and mental pain. I needed guidance to heal the hurt I allowed people to cause me. And so far, I'm loving it. I appreciate you so much. You are so welcome. Isn't that divine that when we're looking for something, we'll find something? (laughs) So I wonder what you might look for today that might find you. I want to thank Allison Three. Aw, your review says, looking to develop yourself, start here. Such a great podcast. It really helped me develop a new view of how my mind functions as a highly sensitive person. Yes. I've been binge listening Nikki's podcast, and I truly feel my awareness increasing towards both my own actions and the actions of others. Thank you so much. So, so much. Light and love. I want to thank Kim Chi with a bunch of numbers behind it. They share a big thank you. Listening to you has influenced me to begin seeking out a new path towards healing. I long to become a better version of myself. Bam. Sounds like you're doing it. (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations. That's beautiful. Allow yourself to be a beginner and just keep going one foot in front of the other and you will build your wisdom. It's inevitable. And the last person I want to thank today is Nomadic. They say, love the information, emotional yoga and meditation. Yep, you get all of me when you listen to this show. They say that they learned a lot and sometimes they feel the need to listen every day. Light and love to you. Thank you all so much. It really does matter. It, it is a big deal. So thank you for taking time out of your precious day to do that, all of you. And I will keep sharing iTunes reviews and giving those Patreon shout outs. Light and love and wonder today. I'll see you guys next time. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.